0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Advantage and the Fiddle Picks YouTube channel. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Thursday, October 5th, and it's funny that we're talking about the Week 5 DFS board breakdown on October number 5. Joining me as he does every Thursday on the pod to break down the entire DFS board, we are going to go hunting for those high spends, those mid-tiers, those value options across every position give you guys stacks to look for gpp pivots talk about cash games and tournament style contest it is alex cohen bringing in the heat we call him ac how you doing
1: i'm doing well mike happy week 5 let's keep it rolling we're on some heaters right now let's keep it rolling
0: we will get to that in just one quick second first let me quickly promote of course the podcast uh, platform, whatever your platform you're listening on, please subscribe, rate, review, throw me a five star and a written review in Apple Podcasts. If you don't think this episode is worthy of a five star, you can skip it. And then the next episode you listen to that you do think is five star, you could drop the review then. Of course, follow me on Twitter at FiddlesPicks and subscribe to my free gambling newsletter, the fiddlepicks.substack.com, where I give out all my best bets, write ups, some strategy updates some unit exposures nice graphics for dfs and of course every week we run a free rookie card giveaway alex you said a minute ago we've been on a heater you have been absolutely killing it six and oh with your picks and of course we will get to some of your picks for this week but through five weeks you've been on four times And you've won six and you've lost zero picks. Are you looking to keep that up today? You want to quickly uh, toot your own horn real quick?
1: (laughs) No, I don't want to toot my own horn because I know the gambling gods are listening. But uh, at the end of the day, this week, I'm very nervous about my two picks. But hey, when you're on a heater, you're on a heater. So maybe I'm uh, still going to be hot. We'll see.
0: This week you should be nervous for other reasons, because as we will get into at the end of the show, me and AC are playing against each other in our season long fantasy league. So we are going to open up a little fun contest. He's yet to know what ideas I have for our weekly showdown in season long, probably incorporating a little DFS showdown as well. So we will get to that at the end of the show. If you are interested, stick around and you will hear a little bet that me and Alex put on our own matchup. Uh, in other news, before we get into this, quick shout out to Tyler Goldberg and his wife, his beautiful wife, Marissa Pasick. Alex, do you know that she is due any minute and in the hospital and popping out their son? I knew she
1: was pregnant. I didn't knew that it was going to be happening
0: at any moment. So, hey,
1: TBG, my brother, congratulations. Marissa, congratulations. Uh, that's amazing. There's but.
0: very few women who have just clearly made their men that much better than the Marissa addition into Tyler's life. Yeah, Alex do don't, know. Yeah, Tyler, Jesus Christ. You should think Yeah, him. right? He got he got saved by her. Um do you <laughs> know the baby's name? I do not. Do you? Would you like me to break it? Please. Eric Henry wow.
1: Goldberg. I love that name. Eric Goldberg. Sounds Eric like Henry future Millionaire. I love it.
0: (laughs) Me, Eric Henry, sounds like a future running back, if you can catch my drift.
1: Yeah, but Tyler's not athletic enough to have those jeans pass on so but he does have the genes to make him maybe you know a wall street uh, phenom one day so eric goldberg i, I like it he's gonna be a beast. The,
0: the, the truth of the, matter, the truth of the matter i have no clue what the name is yet he hasn't told me i was oh, speaking, my,
1: what are I you doing you... why would you even make the comment on that then
0: why i thought i thought you were going to pick up if that i was making a derrick henry joke oh wait, no i missed on that <laughs> <laughs> eric Honestly. eric imagine if he named his kid eric Henry. The oh, joke I, the I, joke I, here is that I my understand Eric every, every year. Yes, I do,
1: but I was thinking about Tyler, but okay. All
0: right, so let's get into this board. That one's a swing and a miss. We'll see if we can hit on a few of these. <laughs> Starting at the quarterback position, I will go through some of the high spend options. We always use the $7,000 cutoff as with the price tag that we use to determine high spends. I'm going to go to 6900 this time because <laughs> there's someone right there that's worthy of discussion. Um, and then we will also hit on a mid-tier and value, and we will do that for every position. Starting at the quarterback, it feels pretty obvious to go. Nicknack Patty Wag. Give me Mahomes. Uh, Casey at Minnesota in the dome should be no weather impact and a high-scoring game. Very few reasons to go anti Mahomes except for his wide receivers have not been up to this year. Jalen Hurts is playing in L.A. against the Rams at 8,000. He's another player that I really like and I'm highly considering targeting this week because I think that game is going to be a shootout as well. Eagles defense not showing as strong as they were last season. Rams offense, shout out Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams, really taking hold this season. Cooper Cup might be back. Going down the list, Lamar Jackson at Pittsburgh very low total in that game, 38 and a half. I wouldn't touch Lamar in a DFS unless you're trying to just like really deviate in a GPP Tua, 7,100 home in Miami going against the New York Giants, who are one of the worst teams, if not the worst in the entire NFL. So that seems like a juicy matchup there, a 11 and a half or almost 12 point favorite. Now you'd almost worry How much is Tua going to be on the gas throughout that game? But at the same time, if he needs to take his foot off the gas, he probably already put up 25 points. Anthony Richardson, home against the Colts. I mean, home against the Titans. He's on the Colts. And um, he always has that rushing upside. He could pop off any week. Last week, we actually saw him come out really strong in a fourth quarter comeback and really make up a lot of points quickly. So someone who could load the box score in very – Quick fashion is Anthony Richardson, and of course Kirk Cousins. Last one I want to talk about is a spend up six thousand nine hundred. Simply on the other side of that Patrick Mahomes game, this seems like a very good way to save thirteen hundred bucks. Still target high scoring game. Take Kirk at home where we know he's great and in the dome. Alex, I'll throw it to you. There's a few guys that I like on that list, most notably Mahomes, Hurts, and Cousins. Who are you liking in a high spend value quarterback if that's where you decide to spend your money?
1: Um, yeah, so a lot of great points about those guys. I actually do kind of like Lamar, but that's not going to be my guy. I think that he could always have that pop-off potential that I talked about with like Fields last week, um, to be able to be great. But I think it's a no-brainer this week. I think it's Tua versus the Giants. Um, you know, I- I've also mentioned that. When players regress based off of their, you know, projected production, you know, the NFL is such a tough league. It's a week to week basis and Dolphins weapons are all still there. The giants have obviously shown that they can give up points and really can't move the ball in offense. So the Dolphins have proved that they can put up 70 points if they want to. And if they're always getting the ball back, I can see a big, big week for them. Um, Deontay Banks, Maryland Terrapin has been great at cornerback. So You know, they're going to need to move Tyreek and waddle around a lot to get those favorable matchups. But when you have two weapons like that, I still think that two is going to be able to eat. So, you know, Tua Tagovailoa this week um, against a reeling Giants team coming off a loss, a disappointing loss after putting up 70. I think they try and get back to, you know, being that really high scoring team that I think most of us believe they're going to be all season.
0: What was the final score of that? It was 28 to uh, 48 to 20. So they lost by four touchdowns. The Giants also lost what? 24 to three was the final score. I'm trying to look it up right now. 24 to three. Worst both of these game, team
1: teams. football game
0: I remember watching in years, by the way. That so was- sometimes we call these spots 2020 games in the sense that both of these teams are coming off 20 point losses, so there's got to be some extra motivation and juice from both of these teams. So you like to take teams that are more motivated to come out to look a little more fired up after coming out so soft the pri- the previous week. So I do think, too, uh, you might be buying him at a dip in a fantastic matchup. That's a certainly a good call. Let's start scrolling down these mid-tier and really value options at quarterback. It's not something I love to do. I say it pretty much every week. I prefer to spend up at quarterback. Because of the difference between the QB1 and the QB12 being the biggest difference versus RB1, RB24, and wide receiver 1, wide receiver 36. You outperform the most by getting the quarterback right. There are instances, like in week two, when Daniel Jones was in the 6000s and was the highest pri- the highest scoring player. And he ends up breaking the slate because he ends up delivering great value and hitting big. Is are we right back to Daniel Jones on the other side of this Tua a matchup as being the guy? Are we going into like a CJ Stroud to keep this up at Atlanta? I don't really love targeting quarterbacks against Atlanta because of how much they run the ball. The guy that I would be looking for if you're going value this week is Stafford uh, 5600 and I already spoke how much I love Jalen Hurts because I think that's going to be a shootout and the Philadelphia defense has not been up to task. Stafford on the other side of that matchup, potentially getting his weapons back and cup Higby's going to play Nakua Kyron. This team is starting to roll. We'll see if cup is actually active, but then going with Stafford in what should be a shootout becomes a nice value option. The touchdowns haven't been there, but the yards are the sticky stat. The yards are what transfer every week. And one of these days, he's going to have three or four touchdowns. Is it this week? I think it's very possible
1: no and and those are all great points again about all those guys, because I agree a hundred percent. and if if we are going to that spend down option, and I don't know if you're doing this because you know that I'm starting Daniel Jones against you this week and you're trying to get me to talk good about Daniel Jones, I won't just because no one else is available, and I think that he does have that potential, like you said, he was I guess six thousand that week that he was the ended up being the highest scoring quarterback. But what I will do is, again, um, ride with somebody who should not be this price if the beginning of the season one, as everyone thought. And uh, it's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is right in that range as well against an Arizona team who I think is overperformed. They keep selling away and not, and, and, you know, there's people injured, there's people out all the time. They're like, we're not going to start these guys. It's just a weird situation. I do not think that Arizona continues to be the hard out team that they've been the beginning of the season. And I do think that the Cincinnati Bengals have a good enough defense that they're going to keep giving the ball back to the Bengals. And the offense is going to figure it out at some, some point. I mean, they got so many good players plus a great quarterback. And it's only a matter of time before Joe gets it back. So, hey, maybe you catch lightning in a bottle with Joe this week at a cheap price against a team that's not going to be great. And uh, he could pop off. I
0: think, Joe, I think that's a great point. I said Stroud. I saw Daniel Jones. I started scrolling up a little bit, and I saw Burrow's name literally right above Stroud. And I was like, oh, I missed potentially talking about Burrow. So I'm glad you filled the gap there. And then the last player to mention is just if if Dobbs keeps this up, like he actually might be the better start over Burrow. If you look at his last three weeks, uh, I think he's been in the top five, two of the last three, 23.4, 17, 25. So he's been a top five quarterback two of the last three weeks. And if he keeps it up, the Sharps are on Arizona heavily this week. I have no plays in that game, but that one becomes interesting as well. So, I'm, I'm very confused as to where I'm going to go. Check back on the core four, and maybe we'll ask Mike LaFemina when he comes on on Saturday if he could help settle this quarterback debate for us, yeah. especially because I'm sure you're a little extra confused not having your man Herbert this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, Herbert's my guy. He's on my team, obviously, and I've gone with him every week since I've been on the pod. So, yeah, definitely would love to hear what uh, he's got to say uh, during the core four about, you know, that middle range uh, um that middle range quarterback, because there is a ton of good options. And, uh you know, it's all about trying to pick the right one.
0: <laughs> and we miss uh Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Justin Fields and Sam Howell tonight because they won't be on the slate. Anyways, let's go over to the running back position. Uh When I go through high spend running backs and there aren't really that many on the slate, there are only three players listed above 7,000 dollars but when i go through the running backs i like players who are healthy to enter the week when especially when i'm going to spend up i like to target guys who are going to play and get their volume these are specifically true for cash game formats it's a little bit okay to go uh in play into an injury and hope you still get the volume if you're going in a tournament and hoping the player is very low owned but if we're going through some of these guys for a cash game contest I look at the return, the likely return of Saquon Barkley in a game because he's a limited participant throughout the week. He practiced last week. That means he should be on track to play this week. Uh, I look at him in the matchup situation and it feels good, but I just don't know if the workload's going to fully resume that I want to spend $8,100 and pave the highest priced Running back on the slate, Bijan 7,700. I actually love him this week. He's been getting the full usage. Algiers has been taking a step back, and I think against this Texans team that has so many injuries right now, Bijan is really, really sneaky. Derrick Henry in a good matchup against the Colts, a divisional road game. They're the Titans are a road favorite, but uh feels kind of tough because generally divisional games are lower scoring and you're going against a Russian quarterback do you really want to spend up for Derrick Henry Jonathan Taylor I'm seeing he's ruled as out uh is that true I thought he was looking like he actually might play and suddenly I'm seeing it out so maybe I'll ask you to check on that or I can really quickly, uh, Alex. Who do you like it's, it's for extreme, the spend-up running backs?
1: It's extremely unclear with JT, so you know, keep that in mind to everybody. It says not active, but it says practice today, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't know as well. It's it's unclear. Um, but hey, I'm going to go to the, my high spend running back that I've given you every week since I've been on. And uh, the first week that I gave him, he put up 20 points PPR. Then he had a dud, only nine last week. Didn't have a great game, but still broke hundred. Put up eighteen points, but Bijan, uh, Bijan is still, Bijan is still getting that caliber to put up a thirty-point game eventually. Um, and the team is a good team. You know that they didn't look good last week in London, but you know that was a reason why I like the Jaguars. Like I said, they were an experienced team going to London and know how to do that um, better than any other team in the NFL because of their relationship with London. So I would take last week as again a little bit of an outlier in terms of the Falcons being a good team and and maybe having better game script for for Bijan when it's not twenty to you know three. So at a thousand dollars less, almost from what I'm seeing, to um, you know Henry, um, not a thousand but about eight hundred, and Montgomery somehow up there, and then Saquon with the ankle. I think that Bijan is just a, a lock and load play again, like. He has that RB1, rb 11 1.1 potential every week. And I, I don't think anything's changed.
0: I think it's going to come to a point where I can almost lock Bijan into the core four that I'm going to give out Saturday. Uh, you just poured cement on my feelings right there and shut the door, sealed the coffin. Bijan's going to be on my team. Uh, if we start to slide down the board a little bit, David Montgomery, 6,600. He's just been so good and been getting so much volume. So his name has to be mentioned. Mixon, is he in a bounce back spot in a really good matchup? Kamara uh, matchup looks different than it actually is. Uh, Kamara playing in New England. Ronnie's going on a bark rant. Uh, Kamara playing in New England looks like a tough defense to play against. But the New England Patriots are so injured right now. That they are not what their stats show them to be. They just had to bring in JC Jackson. They just lost Judon and Christian Gonzalez for the season. So I'm actually still okay with playing Kamara. And he's being played by all of the optimizers right now. So I think he's actually a very strong play. 13 receptions last week. DraftKings is full PPR. I think you go right back to feed the beast. If Derek Carr is dealing with a hurt shoulder, he's going to dump the ball off to Kamara in the flats. So I think that's a very safe and great option uh the dolphins guys are right next to each other eight chain and Mostert. i'm gonna swiftly avoid those guys and then if i'm starting to get scroll down into like who's maybe some buy low who's gonna get a spike in va- in production and value i don't really see it across the board this week maybe we'll have to get some late injuries that pop up like Do you buy low on Ramondre's workload? Do you buy low on Najee's workload? Do you buy low on Miles Sanders or Damian Pierce's workload? Like, are there anyone in this mid-tier that you actually like at running back, Alex?
1: So, there actually was two guys that I really like, but you already kind of nailed one of them. And I think it's a bounce back game for him, so I won't really get into him too much. Maybe you're going to talk about him in the core fours. Joe Mixon, I I think. And again, it goes back to the Burrow thing and kind of the kind of the uh, logic I gave about like the Bengals b- bouncing back and being able to score points this week. But the guy that I really like in this area is Brees Hall. Um, the first thing that Robert Sala was asked this week about Brees Hall's usage at his press conferences was, and again, I know it's Jets bias, but I usually don't love Jets players, but Brees is amazing. Um, he said that Brees is off restrictions now. You know, he only got nine carries last week for like 56 yards. He's averaging 6.6 on the season. Uh 9.3 last week. Our offensive line has been going through a lot of fumbling. And now for the last two weeks, and now going into this third week, it's going to be the same five across the board. Beckton, um, Tomlinson, McGovern, Titman, and Art and uh, Elijah Barrett Tucker. They looked way better against the Chiefs last week. And you know, if you give Brees 15 to 20 touches a game. He always has that potential because of the 4-3 speed to be able to break a big run. And when we were giving him 20 touches a game, he was breaking 20 to 15-yard rushes all the time. And I think that against this leaky Denver defense, he's going to be able to eat again. Revenge game, Brees is back, full go. You know, they're going to give him the ball. Um, give me Brees' hole.
0: I did see those comments from Coach Sala. I did think it's interesting. I'm happy you brought him up. Uh, If he is going to get that full workload, he has pop-off potential to also be like the RB 1.1 on any given week. Another name that's also being played to the optimizers is we keep talking about this uh, Cincinnati Bengals versus Arizona Cardinals football game is James Conner. We talked about Mixon. We talked about Burrow. We talked about Dobbs. Another name that's being played by all the optimizers, and for that reason, I love to throw him out in a cash game format, is James Conner. Home, sharp action on their side. Uh, Bengals defense been struggling earlier this year, and we know the volume and both the ability to catch and run and get red zone work. James Conner has been very steady Eddie this year, and you could play into him because he's really not that expensive. He probably should be more. He should be more than Zach Moss for sure if Jonathan Taylor's playing. He should be more than Jameer Gibbs for sure with uh, David Montgomery back. He probably should be more than Mixon given the way they played. So if you're playing into that game, maybe you just think, oh, I'm just going to go straight to James Connor. Uh, let's go over to the wide receiver group. There's really no one else at the bottom of the bout Did you say you had two that you liked? Did I just skip over one? Um. Well, no, I had a low spending guy that I at least wanted. Yeah, go yeah, go for it. If you have one that you like in a low spend Um, running back, it's not
1: not that I like or love him, but like I think it's a a potential two touchdown game from Zeke. Um, I think that if you're going to spend low on a guy against a game that it could be low scoring, but it also could just be like a weird bleeding game that like no one knows what's going on, and the Pats end up getting down to the red zone finally, and Zeke punches in two. So, like, if you're really spending up on some safer guys, and like, I, I would think a flyer in one of your lineups should be Zeke because they're going to lean on him in the red zone. And I think that game could be just weirdly 25, 24, or whatever. And, and there's going to be touchdowns scored on both sides. So, um, again, not a love, but a like if you're going to spend a lot less because he, he he does cost a lot less right now.
0: Two other guys that are quickly worth mentioning, uh Jaleel McLaughlin, if the Javante is actually out and he seems to be the attractive pickup, look for guys like Mike Kliss, K-L-I-S reporting out of Denver to tell you who's gonna get the workload on Sunday morning, whether it's P. Ryan or McLaughlin. But I think both of them, wh- whoever is told to be getting the bulk of the carries. I actually lean it might be P. Ryan, despite the McLaughlin love because agree, of the pass yeah. protection. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I think that we're spot on that P. Ryan's still going to get a majority of the snaps and some of the high value opportunities. Uh, McLaughlin might just be running between the 20s. And, well, and he, well, he does get some right,
1: Like when they have to rely on that, follow the money. Like, right? right? Like this is right. Why yeah. They just him.
0: paid him. And Sean Payton especially brought him in. And then another guy that you've always loved. That I think is worth mentioning because the matchup is McKinnon, right? Like, the the Kansas City receivers have struggled so much, and they're playing in what's going to be a likely shootout game. It's just so easy to in, in, envision Mahomes doing one of those weird a to uh, one of those push passes to McKinnon at the goal line, and then he's always a viable threat to break one, you know, a thirty yard catch out of the flats in between the twenties too. So McKinnon. Could be a value option in a full point PPR setting. That's worth going for. Hundred
1: percent. And the reason why I always like McKinnon too, although he hasn't had it yet, is that because sometimes and game script could potentially Chiefs are playing who again, Mike? I'm sorry, Uh, Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. I think it could be a high scoring game. So game script could potentially at the end of the half or the end of the game have those like three receptions for 50 yards, like in the last like you know two minute drives, first half or second half. So I think that especially in a high-scoring game, game script that he's always a potential low play on that. So yeah, you know that's my guy, and and I agree completely.
0: Okay, going over to the wide receivers, the obvious option this week, and for me, it's a pop it, lock it, and drop it. Justin Jefferson into your lineup. Nine thousand four hundred. I know it's the highest spend on this on the slate, but this should be a shootout game, especially in a cash game. He's being given out by all the optimizers. He is a book it lock for hundred yards and nine receptions and then always a potential for an insane explosion beyond that. So 9,400, I will pay up and I will find the money elsewhere, but Justin Jefferson will be in my lineup this week. Uh, Tyreek, obviously another great option. Cooper cup. I'd like to get your opinion. I think you, I think it's pretty obvious that you just do not play him in a cash game format, but if you're trying to deviate, you could consider playing him in a GPP tournament. Uh, AJ Brown, I love A.J. Brown this week. I love Devonta Smith this week because I really like the Jalen Hurts. I think that's a great stack to go. A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, spend up on two eagles. People aren't really going to do that. That's a real sneaky GPP correlation. If you're going with Joe Burrow, fuck it. Put Jamar Chase in there. T. Higgins won't be around. So that volume for Chase at 7,900 in a must-win situation where Burrow's Hasn't been playing great, but the volume of his throws and what is it? Squeaky wheel gets the grease. What did he say this week? I'm always fucking open. 7-11 is Jamar Chase. So I look for him to get the ball. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. See what he's dinged up. He's listed with an abdominal injury, which is new on the injury report for him. Eh, I don't know if I'm going into that situation right now this week. Puka Nakua, one of the most fun names to say in the world. It just rolls off the tongue. Puka Nakua. Um, he is 7700 a very high spend up guy. But for me, you don't go into the Puka situation if Cup is returning. Let that play out a little bit. Let him get a little cheaper. Jalen Waddle is another guy I love. If you're going with the the Tua thing, I'd rather stack Waddle than Tyreek. We'll get your opinion on that as well, Alex. Um, and then last one, Devonta Smith. I already talked about him. Love him if you're going with Jalen Hurts. Talk to me about the wide receivers above Seven thousand dollars. Who's the one you love? And if you want to talk about two of them, tell me about it. Tyreek Hill, easy. Uh, Giants really suck.
1: They don't have speed. Deontay Banks has been good. Terp, um, but they're not going to be able to cover Tyreek Hill. They are a very who bad. can? No, no one can. And and <laughs> he, he was he was held in check last week. Against a really, really good defense, though, Giants are not a very good defense. The Dolphins are going to move the ball a lot versus the Giants. And when they're moving the ball in multiple ways, whether it's most certain A-chain or a waddle on the other side, Tyreek is going to have the opportunities when it's available to have one-on-ones and opportunities. And we saw again that the Dolphins are not afraid to put up 70 points if they have to or want to. Um, and I think that they coming off a loss are going to feed the beast and that's the cheetah. And, uh, you know, in terms of other high spending wide receivers, just sort of meant like Justin Jefferson, great pick this week, obviously, you know, Zach Wilson was able to eat against, um, chiefs defense last week. So that's all you need to know there, but uh, I would definitely Tyree <laughs> first.
0: Okay. What about mid tier? I'm not going to go through everyone. Are you just going back to the well with your boy, Nico, or is there someone else in the mid tier options that you like? <laughs>
1: Wow, you called me out. Yes, it's it's Nico again. It's not the best matchup he's had, but it's just too much volume to be able to do that. Like some people that I've spoken to are nervous about the the the, the Terrell matchup that he does follow, but they also play a lot of zone. Uh, I mean, he gave up that, that touchdown to Ridley last week. Um, he he tends to gamble. So and the Texans have also like shown that they're willing to design plays to get Nico the ball in space when it comes down to it. Um, you know, that touchdown he had was on like a a, a screen, so um, yeah, Nico, why not? Like, he's still going to be cheap, it's not going to continue to be cheap. Let's just keep riding Nico.
0: Okay, let's talk about some of the very value options on this board right now. Tyler Boyd comes in 4,500 with the absence of T Higgins. I think that one's obviously got to be shouted out, Adam Thielen and Hollywood Brown just remain way too cheap for their given production. 5100 for Thieland, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, $5,000. These guys have both been top 12 receivers on the year. So, like, they should not be this far down the list, lower than George Pickens and Jordan Addison. So those two present some serious value. And then I'm looking at the rest of the board. I'm like, maybe Jamison Williams actually provides value if... I'm on Rob Brown happens to miss the game. If he sneakily with this new abdominal injury ends up missing completely, then do you go into Jameson Williams or do you just go find like Kalief Raymond or Josh Reynolds or someone like that? So I think those are probably the main guys we are talking value options. Calvin Austin on the Pittsburgh Steelers real basement guy. If you were going with the uh, Lamar, you could go opposite wide receiver Calvin Austin. We know Friar Muth's going to be out. We know Deontay Johnson's going to be out. Is Allen Robin? No, Allen Robbins is going to be playing, but Calvin Austin looked like he's getting a bigger role in this offense that lacks explosive plays and he's an explosive player. So is there any low spend value option wide receiver that you got your eye on? Yeah. I'm curious what you have him
1: um, at, uh, but um, I'm going to go to sky Moore. I-, I know that he's been a dud to great a matchup. Uh, yeah. It's a great matchup. And it, he, if you look at the percentage of snaps, offensive snaps and rounds run, he has a ton. The Chiefs seem to me still like they don't understand where they want to have the offense going to besides Kelsey. Like obviously, that's their bread and butter. But at some point, somebody's going to separate themselves. Tony is a complete crapshoot personality and injury-wise. Sky Moore, I feel like, is somebody who they need to figure out how to get him eight to nine touches a game because he's such a solid player and has explosive potential. So, again, with the game matchup and your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, I think that maybe, you know, this is Sky Moore's breakout week. I know he got lucky with, like, two touchdowns, what, like two weeks ago or something like that or whatever, but it was, like, not volume. It was, like, three catches or whatever. But at some point I still feel as though Sky Moore is going to have that eight-catch, 90-yard, one-touchdown, three-rushes, 20-yard, whatever it may be, gadget-type. You know, decent wide receiver, second option, not Tyreek Hill, but that next guy. Have I been wrong four weeks in a row? Yes, but hey, give me him this good matchup and let's see if they can make it happen.
0: There is a such thing as player development and he should try and fill that juju role on this offense. Then that would He's be perfect. Juju,
1: Tyreek mix. Yeah, either one, like right? whatever you want to call it.
0: I think Justin Watson's also another sneaky option. He remains getting the most snaps at wide receiver for them. He only caught one of his five targets, so maybe Sky starts to increase his snap count. Uh, Valdez Scantling looks like he's fallen off a little bit, so 3,400 Watson in addition to Sky Moore. I think those are interesting plays. It's always worth taking a shot on a Mahomes receiver in a shootout when their value is so low, especially in a GPP tournament. So, like, if you hit, you might hit really big, especially if you end up making uh, Mahomes your quarterback. Taylor Swift is the highest priced tight end at 7600 Also playing in that game with Mahomes, you could always take Swift and Mahomes. Their connection is so thorough. You could go with Hawkinson on the other end of that game. Uh, TJ Hawkinson has the most targets for any tight end this season. Probably Swift, who's going to overtake him soon because we know Swift missed that week one. Mark Andrews comes in third on the board. If you're playing Lamar, going with Mark Andrews makes a lot of sense. I am so fucking fed up with Darren Waller. Alex, I can't even beyond not recommend Darren Waller. He's actually in a matchup situation against the Dolphins that you do like to target the tight end. He actually has dropped in price from early season being above 6,000, near 7,000, to now 5,400. I still can't do it. Uh, Sam Laporta comes in 5,000. I think he's a real option, if especially if the uh, Lions are dealing with as many wide receiver injuries. But regardless, he seems like a legit option. Uh, my favorite on the board is someone who I'm playing against you this week. It's Tyler Higbee, 4,100. Philly ranks 30th against the defense. in tight end ranks i think stafford's gonna throw the shit out of the ball there will be probably a gpp dart throw lineup that i stack higby and stafford and say fuck it go throw him another 11 targets and make it happen for me who do you like at tight end so real
1: quick story about waller and one of the tight ends i'm going to give out which is dallas goddard i picked waller pretty high in my snake ppr draft um Obviously, snake, thinking what most snake people, bitten. Yeah, snake bitten. Obviously, thinking what most people were going to think that he's the wide receiver one for the Giants. gable has got DJ rocking, yada yada, right? Um, then next round or the round after, I did double down just in case Waller sucked and took Dallas Goddard because snake bitten again. <laughs> Dallas Goddard hasn't been great, but I also think that's going to change. I think that the Philly offense has been a shell of itself so far this season, and they're just starting to turn the wheels. And A.J. Brown has been popping off and over the middle of the field and just figuring out that now Swift is their number one back. And, you know, I think that they'll be able to – Siriano will be able to figure out how do we use this well-oiled machine to the best of our ability, get guys like Dallas open, open up the field more, go back to the tape from last year. Because Dallas was literally one of the best tight ends for like a six-week stretch. Once he got healthy last year, scored like like a touchdown every single week. So again, when a guy hasn't performed yet, and I still think that offense could feature him pretty well, especially when a guy like AJ Brown is coming off that massive week and their defense could be turning or, you know, pivoting towards that side or him, especially when you have two wide receivers like that, you never know when a, a, a Dallas Goddard is going to pop off. And I think this week he definitely could do that. Um, the other guys, Hawkinson. again, I will not talk much on that, but game script, um, usage, all that jazz, he's always going to be a safe pick and and, and, and uh, a big touchdown potential. And then, hey, listen, if you're going to go Mahomes, Kelsey, you're never going to get an argument of me. So, hey.
0: Two sneaky options that I like. Zach Ertz needs to be mentioned. His target volume also so high for $3,500. It's probably a very easy cash game play to go with Ertz. I also sneakily like Hayden Hurst. Uh, Should be in a high-scoring matchup. We know Bryce Young looks to him a lot. Bryce Young is definitely going to be out there. Uh, I think that's a sneaky, sneaky bet. Hayden Hurst, 3,100. I wouldn't be surprised if some optimizers want to play him. And then, of course, if you just want to lose your money, if you just want to donate it to the books, throw your man Kyle Pitts in there. It's only a matter of weeks before it's Jonu Smith ranked above him and costing more. It is a joke. Let's go over to the defenses, Alex. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, highest spend on the board. I'm certainly not going to be doing that on the road against Coach T in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Eagles, no thanks. I think that's going to be a shootout. Lions defense, have they finally emerged to be a actually great option that's worth spending money on? Do the Bengals defense finally crack down and do the Arizona Cardinals finally come back to reality a little bit and slow down this incredible pace they've been on? The Dolphins, I think, are a great, great defense. Of course, when we start talking about stacks, it would not make sense if you were playing Tyreek and Tua to then also play the Dolphins defense because you'll be hoping for pick sixes from your defense. And if you get your pick six from your defense, you don't want your quarterback in that situation so i do think the dolphins present a really good defense the giants o-line is terrible we are in the miami heat it is still early in the year where it's going to be hot down there and uh this miami defense is probably going to start making some big plays soon uh falcons defense i actually think at home against houston they're the, the tide's got to turn on Stroud having some turnovers, so I think that's a viable option. Chiefs' defense is really good, and Minnesota keeps turning over the ball, so maybe that's a place to go. Saints' defense is really good, and Mac Jones fucking sucks, so that's a really good option. Uh, Steelers' defense are way too cheap, 2,700 in what should be a really low-scoring game. Steelers' defense with has some playmakers in Minka and Watt. I know you're playing against the Ravens, but they're very injured. So I wouldn't actually mind playing into the Steelers defense. Of course, not if you're playing Lamar, but maybe on a standalone, that's a good way to play into that game. Alex, who's your defense?
1: I have two, but one's pretty obvious. It's the Lions. They're just in such a great matchup, but the Carolina Panthers have been very neat on offense. Um, I think that they, the Lions can continue to force. I think the Lions can, can get turnovers like the Panthers have been giving to other teams in the future, but the real spend—if you—if you, if you want to like save some value—New York Jets. The New York Jets just came off a week where they got sharpened and played pretty well against the Chiefs' offense. Um, they're in a revenge game, if you know about the Hackett and Sean Payton. This game drama. should
0: have been so much fun for so many reasons. It's really sad that it's not that exciting at all.
1: A hundred percent. But look, the Jets have a chance to get back to two and three going into the Eagles and for two and four going into the bye against the Giants. They still have a chance to, like, maybe make the playoffs. That's regardless of the point. The point is this. The Jets' defense is actually good, and they just got tuned up against maybe the most innovative offense in the entire NFL with the Chiefs. And besides, like, turnovers and, you know, a couple mishaps, like, they actually played them pretty well. Um, Denver Broncos suck. They they play well against the Bears.
0: They don't tackle Who anybody.
1: Who cares that they play well against the Bears? They're going against a preseason top-five ranked defense with a motivational game. The game within our first six games before the bye that they know they need to win. Like, this is going to be a defensive game. Zach hopefully takes another step or at least not a back step to what he did last week. And I think the Jets' defense are going to have a day.
0: I think that's a great one. Sauce is one of the best defenders. The two amazing shutdown corners in Sauce and Sertain, both in the same – I think they were in the same draft class. So, uh, yeah, maybe well, Jets' defense shows out.
1: Year, I think Sertain was a year or two before Sauce, but yeah.
0: Okay. Well, e- either way, two of the I best two, two young corners – two,
1: two years before Sauce, I'm pretty sure.
0: Two of the best young corners in the league, both certainly blue chippers out there on the field. We'll see which one of them can get it done. Alex, this is that time of the pod where I guess – how many bets do you have? Let me I have you.
1: zero on the board right now besides just uh, Washington Moneyline for right now.
0: So are you giving out any spreads that you like to the pod
1: today oh, or Oh, no? to the pod. Yeah, no. I got I got two. I definitely got two. two.
0: Okay. Okay. So let me guess what they are first and then you're going to tell me what they are. Okay. 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 First, First guess is that you're going to be riding – The plus points, Jacksonville Jaguars staying in London against the Bills. Wrong. Okay. My second guess is going to be that you are Bengals minus three against the Cardinals. You can't avoid the buyback on the Bengals.
1: Yes, I do like the Bengals, minus three versus the Cardinals. I did give a lot of my reasoning beforehand in terms of, you know, what we thought preseason and, and how long are the Bengals really going to struggle. And, and Joe obviously got off to a so start, didn't have training camp. I know they're missing T, yada, yada. But, you know, at, at some point, the Bengals are probably going to turn into a very good team again. If they don't, then Jesus, something is very very wrong it's a
0: make or break week right and people
1: are gonna get fired so like look it's, it's a make or break. it's a make or thank you it's a make or break week if they don't win this game against a team that people thought were tanking for caleb preseason, then what really do they have to hang their hat on going forward in the season so hey give me give me joe give me joe monastery on the road in a dome he's on the road right in the
0: dome yep yeah. and who is the yeah. second one
1: uh, second one is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. I think okay. that they are just starting. And this is why I was, I, I mentioned this also a little bit when I talked about Goddard, but I think that they have been slow to kind of start. It's not Super Bowl hangover cause they didn't win it, but to go that far sometimes and to have a little bit of changeover in roster, you know, they lost Hargrave, they're bringing in Jalen. They just have a lot of turnover. They lost, um, their safety Gardner Johnson, you know, I think the, and Nico, uh, sorry, not Nico, um, uh dean dean is wearing the headset because dean nicobe dean sorry is wearing the um you know the uh green sticker for the first time i think that they've slowly shown that they're getting to be that juggernaut that the san francisco 49ers came out looking like because they lost that nfc championship game and i think the eagles are going to get back to that point eventually minus four and a half on the road this week i could see them winning by again like Winning by 14 to 18 or 20 for them is no problem at any given week. So, four and a half, give me that. That I said, that. I have one more game, and it was, I said it in the comment. Um, you yep. we Give me the Dolphins minus a million. <laughs> okay. I, think, I
0: think that the uh, Giants suck. So, you have your two. I'm going to give you my two are Titans, Falcons. I also bet the Steelers, but we'll leave that off for this point like because you fans. have. You have two that you are are giving out. So I've given out three already this week. They were the Titans plus one and a half. The Falcons minus one and a half. And uh, I gave out the Steelers plus four. But we will stick with my two that are both at one and a half. We will use your two. We will see who does better in betting. We will see who wins fantasy between us. And we will see... Whose DFS lineup does better. So at 101, you are going to send a lineup to Rich Geiner. At 101, I'm going to send a lineup to Rich Geiner. So we know who are we competing. And whichever lineup has more points gets the point. So we are going to do a point for gambling, a point for DFS, and a point for a fantasy. If we need a tiebreaker, if someone doesn't win two of the three, if we end up tying in the in,
1: let's pick a head to head right now. Let's pick a head to head right now.
0: As a I, say, I say we add the fantasy scores together and see who wins after that.
1: Okay, uh, either that or let's do a head to head game right now.
0: Do you want to use the Baltimore Ravens because you spoke up Lamar as the head to head against my other Steelers pick?
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. Let's absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I'll let's do okay. or war. Who do you like in the Cowboys Niners Sunday Nighter?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'll get I'll take whatever side you don't want. I like the Niners. All right, fine. Give me the can I take the plus four as oh, the title? Um, uh, for sure. I actually ATS. like your idea.
1: Hey, this is a fantasy podcast. Let's do the combined fantasy scores. That's everything. okay. So, our two podcast. bets, I like our it. two
0: bets each, and however you do on them. Yep. Our week season long as we play each other Virgo mm-hmm. versus uh herb your enthusiasm great name. And, the time and then
1: there's the combined games. I love it. And like, then um, the
0: DFS scores from both of our teams using DraftKings send your lineup to Rich Gainer shout out to Rich. Um and we will see now what do we do if we lose? I have two options that I think are fair choices. Either one let me know. Beer beer chug on the show. Losers got to chug a beer two and maybe we'll do the pod live next week so the person has to chug the beer live. And then the second option was when we go into next week's uh week 6 slate the loser has to pay for an entry into the millimaker tournament and then if they if we win we split the money.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Or we could do both. That is uh
1: that is some great options. Um the million maker tournament thing is just so out of the realm of possibility
0: that like even if it
1: did happen, we would really fucking hate each other, like splitting a million dollars. So I'd rather not
0: do that, I think. <laughs> Cause that would not be fun. Um so if you want if you won a million dollars and had to give me five hundred thousand, I'd be fucking ecstatic.
1: All right, well then, hey, fuck it. Let's just do that, and uh, we can we can talk about that team next week, I guess. I guess that would be a fun way to go. Hey.
0: Yeah, we could each pick one position as we fill it out, and, and we, but the loser's got to pay for the entry.
1: Absolutely, and if we mess around and win, that makes for some good content, so let's fucking do it. I love it.
0: Let's go. All right. <laughs> Sweet. So that ends the show today. Alex, thank you, as always, for the time. We will speak to you next Thursday. To everyone else, good luck out there. Alex is 6-0 against the spread. I'm plus 2.21 units on the season, not doing as well as I'd like to do, but I'm crushing the closing line value. The process has been stout and really sharp. So I think the results are going to start tickling our way. Of course, we're already still plus money. So I come into this game, I always ask myself, it's not, will I win money? It's how much am I going to beat the books by? The truth is, if I had spent as much time as I've spent gambling, washing cars, I'd have made more than two units of betting. So I'd like to be doing better. We will get to that uh, winning ways this weekend when the Titans, the Falcons, and the Steelers kick some booty Lou and our DFS teams bring in all the bacon. Alex, thank you as always for joining me, and peace out. Happy football, everybody.